Hello, and welcome to In the Odd, a behind-the-scenes look at the Michigan State University Department of Theater's productions and special projects. I am your host, Abby Taikaki. MSU's Department of Theater strives to train future practitioners of the performing arts to challenge and redefine traditional theater as an artistic response to an ever-changing world. This podcast serves to amplify the work being done to fulfill that mission. Joining me today are three members of the second stage group who participated in a recent playwriting festival, and I'm going to let them each introduce themselves, starting with Lane. Hi, I'm Lane Straub, um, she, her, hers, and I am a BA theater major at MSU, and I worked on the promotions and publicity for the production. Hi there, um, my name is Mary Claire Zowell. I am an English major here at Michigan State, minoring in musical theater and film studies. And for the Playwriting Festival, I was the writer and director of the play Seasons Greetings. Hi there, I'm Sam Campbell. I am a junior BFA acting major. Uh, I go with she, her, her pronouns. And I directed Hopelo and Fading Away, as well as I wrote Fading Away. Welcome to all of you. So, uh, Lane, since you reached out to me about this to begin with, I'm going to ask you to tell us what is Second Stage Productions in general? It's a great question because we have a lot of different um, student-run theater organizations here in the department, but specifically Second Stage is a registered student organization with the university, and we work to uplift new works by students while also taking any suggestions they have or um, applications for shows that they want to produce to make sure that students get the hands-on experience before they leave the university um, and kind of trying out their own things and what they want to do um, creatively. I actually heard about Second Stage before applying to MSU because I've always loved the idea of like potentially doing something with it someday, producing my own show, whatever it may be. And so I'd always had it on my radar, especially when I applied and got into MSU. And when I got here, um, I got to be a part of the short-lived production of The Miracle Worker that sadly had to shut down because of COVID. But I knew I wanted to still be a part of it. So I looked into applying to the board um, and I applied for PR ahead along with Nate Davis and the rest is history. So I've been working with them on that for the past year. Uh, Sam, how did you get involved with Second Stage? Yeah, I got involved uh, freshman year when I came here with the improv group, Second Stage Improv, which is now after school special. Um, and then from there, I, uh, me and some other classmates started a Second Stage musical theater group, which was kind of a whisper in our ear that might be a good thing to do our freshman year by our theater advisor, Amy Lampy, which was kind of funny. She kind of pushed me and Joey Britton Raymond to do that. And then since then, I don't know, I just think it's a great experience. So I've been doing as much as I can with Second Stage and acting in these student-directed plays. And now I'm involved with Second Stage playwriting. It just really is like a place where you can get all of your creative interests out there. So, you know, take advantage of it while you can. <laughs> That's very good advice. And Mary Claire, I know from speaking with you previously that you are a playwright. And so I'm guessing it was the playwriting part of this that got you excited and involved. 
Definitely. I had heard about Second Stage um, and all the different like areas of it um, once I got to MSU. And so it kind of just lived in my periphery, like knowing that it was there. And then when I heard about the Playwriting Festival, being, like you said, um, an aspiring playwright myself, I was like, this is something I have to do. Um, and so I started um, working on, you know, that and now we're here. So it's obviously worked out. Um, but yeah, I just want to agree with both um, Sam and Lane because Second Stage, it's a great it's a great way to get that experience that you want and really get your work kind of out there. Uh, so I'm really, really quite happy with how this all turned out. And I think it's a great group for anybody in theater to join. Who is ever each of you? Who is your favorite playwright or a playwright that ins has inspired you to be to have an interest in playwriting? Personally, um, my favorite playwright is Aaron Sorkin. Um, he also is a screenwriter, which is one of my other interests. So um, if you don't know him, he wrote A Few Good Men, both the play and the film, which is one of my favorites of all time. Um, and he is someone who is incredibly um, smart and talented. And the way that he writes just is every line is like a home run. Uh, and so when I read his plays or watch his movies, it really just inspires me to be a writer. Um, and, you know, someday, you know, maybe down the line, I'll get the chance to meet him and just tell him how much I enjoy his work because he's he's just fabulous. So if you guys don't know him, definitely check him out. Um, but that's, you know, the playwright who inspires me for sure. Uh, my husband and I definitely rewatched all of the West Wing during our pandemic <laughs> isolation. Yes. So yeah, we're big Sorkin fans here, too. Yes, he's great. That's a tough question. I mean, I kind of love some classic authors like Arthur Miller. Mm. I've been working a lot with Tennessee Williams in some drama classes. But yeah, I mean, anybody that really writes about um, kind of like a social perspective look on the world really interests me. That's the kind of stuff that I end up writing as well. Lane, you're um, PR more than playwright, but do you have any favorite playwrights? Yeah, actually, I really love Tennessee Williams. I got to work a lot with him, not literally him, but I wrote a lot <laughs> of work and wrote about his stuff in college, or not in college, in high school. Um, and just, I love the way he writes his female characters, especially since that was not often seen in a lot of works during his, um, I suppose, his reign, you know, in the 1950s and so on. So I was just really drawn to that. Um, but my favorite, it's got to be The Glass Menagerie. It's a classic, mm -hmm. and I could read it again and again. I'd love to see it again and again. Um, but yeah, definitely Tennessee Williams. Even though I do dabble in some playwriting, and I try to write monologues here and there, but they're all very lighthearted and comedic. So I don't really know where that inspiration comes from. Um, but Tennessee Williams is one I love to read or see. So you're all a part of Second Stage, um, specifically uh, got involved with a playwriting festival. So how did the playwriting, this particular playwriting festival uh, get developed? Yeah, it kind of started in our Second Stage playwriting group. Um, there's about five of us in that. It's run by Cole Zubak. And it was just kind of, you know, a whisper in our ear all of first semester that it's going to happen. And then, you know, it kind of got pushed back to second semester. But as a group, like we really worked towards writing pieces then that we felt comfortable sharing. And then from there, it opened up to other artists in the at MSU as well. But yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, something that we built from the ground up. And I'm really happy that it could happen, even though it was over Zoom, you know, yeah. <laughs> we all get tired of Zoom. <laughs> 
But it's also kind of cool how much uh, our mindsets have shifted to what what can we do even when we're not together in person or what what more can we do because we're not in person. Mm-hmm. That's and very that's very seeing, true. Yeah, and I've loved seeing all of the creativity that's come out of the students. Um, in the past year. It's really quite astounding. Who's writing the plays? How was that decided? And then how did the actual, um, like, what were the deadlines? How did the process work? So we sent out a call for submissions. Honestly, it was a while ago, so I can't remember what month it was in first semester, but it was um, fall Time is meaningless. Yes, time is, like, escaped for me. I can't keep track anymore. But it was definitely, I want to say it was around October. We're going to say October. Um, And we wanted people to submit some shows that they have been writing or like a small sort of play that they hold near and dear to their heart that they might want to virtually direct and produce. So we had some submissions um, sent in before I think the deadline was like November 9th. That date is sticking out Mm -hmm. in my brain. Um, And we read them. And then we were hoping to get it all going before we all left for break. But with, you know, the changing environment of our learning system right now, um, it was really hard to find a time to make everything work. So we all decided unanimously to push it to spring semester. And then we kind of slowed down the process from there. Um I actually wasn't in the room for the rehearsal, so I would love to know what the rehearsal process was like for you, Mary Claire and Sam. For me, um, just kind of going off of Lane's timeline there, when I found out that my play was chosen, you know, in like December and they were saying, we want to get this done by the end of the semester, I was very, uh, a little bit overwhelmed with that proposition. So the decision to move it back to spring semester, I think was the best one for everybody involved. Um, It was definitely a relief for me. And then when it came to the actual rehearsal process, I was given the opportunity to direct my own play, which was something that um, was still pretty new to me. So I wasn't entirely sure how to do it, but um, shout out to Dara Donaher. She met with me and we kind of talked about how to um, rehearse over Zoom and, you know, how to best adapt the play to this kind of um, virtual lifestyle. So she was a great help. I just wanted to shout her out here. Um, I love Vera. What a woman. She's fabulous. She, I wouldn't have been able to do this without her, um, honestly. But the rehearsal process actually went really smoothly. You know, I had a great cast. Everybody was really um, down for anything, down for my weird Zoom blocking Brady Bunch ideas. Um, and so when we met, you know, we just, we all worked together to adapt the play to the Zoom format. Like it really felt like they were all with me and just doing the rehearsal over Zoom actually felt pretty natural. It felt pretty normal. Hopefully it won't stay normal, Um, but it went really smoothly. And I think that the result turned out really well. So um, yeah, my rehearsal process was pretty good. I don't know about yours, Sam, but mine was definitely a positive experience. So yeah, everybody that I worked with was always super excited to show up every week. Mm -hmm. I mean, having something you know, over Zoom, that's not exactly required for you to do. You know, sometimes you can worry about like, if people are going to be interested to show up and stuff like that. But I never had a bad experience. And everybody always came super prepared, ready to talk about what pieces we were taking on and then getting to direct Cole Zubak's show as well. Just a great experience overall. 
Um, okay, so let's talk about the plays themselves. Um, starting with, let's start with Sam, and you wrote your play is uh, called Fading Away, which you also directed. Tell us about the the creative process for writing the play. Yeah, so this is the first play that I ever wrote, which is kind of crazy mm. that this is what I ended up submitting. But um, the process for it was strange. I think it was, we get prompts weekly in second stage playwriting. And I think it was one of my ideas that of the prompts that we got. And then I never got back to it until like two months later when Cole was like, you know, you should submit that idea. And I was like, oh, little do you know, I haven't written anything for the idea. <laughs> but um, the pull play is focused around a man and a woman. And this woman just lost her husband and she's um, raising two kids. And she stops on the way home from work at a rest stop and meets this older man that's just kind of hanging out by the parking lot who tells this whole story about how he left his family because he was sick and he didn't want them to watch him die. And he wanted to kind of fade into nothingness, giving away like little piece of himself every day. And when he meets this woman, like the last piece of himself is like this dollar bill that he gives to her to buy this water bottle. Yeah, my cast did a great job understanding this play and coming up with their own interpretations. Mary Claire, your piece was called Season's Greetings. And now that I know that Aaron Sorkin is your fave, I um, I realize that it's very Sorkinsian, if that's a word. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Thank you. That's setting. <laughs> Yeah, and that you sort of picked um, the drama of coming home for the holidays and um, and having to sit at a table with family. Uh, so where did the inspiration for it come and how did it get developed? Yes, yes. I was in a playwriting class last, um, last semester, English 227. And in that class, we had to turn out plays basically every week. So it was like a, a lot of just creative juices flowing. And this was one of the plays that I wrote for that class. And then um, it just kind of lined up with the submission date for the Playwriting Festival. And I was like, this is the one I want to develop and really see happen. Um, I'm a big family person. I come from a big family. um, And I love like a family drama or a family comedy, you know, just to watch for myself. So I think there's just such an inherent drama in that as well. You know, there's always something that's going to happen when family sits down, especially on like a holiday. So it, it kind of was a blank canvas just waiting to be painted on for me. Um, so then I wrote it for this class and developed it a little bit and then sent it off for submission. And um, for those who haven't seen the play, it's about um, a girl who brings her boyfriend home for Christmas and then kind of some, I don't want to give it away, but some little mayhem ensues. So uh, it's, both like it's a very lighthearted kind of fun play I love uh, writing things that have a little bit of a gotcha moment somewhere in there not so much a plot twist but just a little like gasp from the audience situation Uh, and so that was something I knew I wanted to kind of layer into the family dynamics and the story of the you know the history and the romance and everything that um, happens in the play so it was a really good time. And then there's a a third play Cole Zubak wrote it and he's sort of the driving force behind the second stage playwriting group. Um, But it was directed by you, Sam. So can you talk more about that play? Yeah, his piece was uh, taking on a pretty serious subject matter about surviving a school shooting. 
and it focuses around a teenage girl who is suffering with PTSD. And you mainly see her in her therapy appointment in this short piece, you know, talking out what everyday life is going to be like from there on. Um, She's in this moment getting prepared to go back to school, but kind of talking through all of the things that could happen when she goes back. And um, in that, you get to see her family support as well from her father, who is also going to therapy now. She uh, also, you know, has an encounter with some protesters outside of her therapy appointment which you know very realistic sad enough to say and just the strength of this girl is what you get to see in this show and um how she can still face everyday life and these protesters experiencing this and growing through it and you know I used the same six actors and they were so amazing they did all the work outside to you know research videos of protesters um quotes and like stories of real survivors of school shootings and I think that work really showed up on screen as well. Lane I'm I want to bring you back into the conversation um the plays were written the plays were rehearsed the plays were directed they were performed they were recorded and then so basically everybody had filmed their shows over zoom um and just emailed those clips to us at second stage and when we got the clips we kind of all got together on the board and said what are we going to do when should we aim to have this premiere um we knew we wanted to do like a youtube style premiere Um, where everybody could watch it at the same time. So it kind of felt like a live performance in a way, but they were all pre-recorded. So we wanted to emulate that as much as we could. Um, But what I did is I got the clips and then put them into um, like a video format all spliced together. I just used good old iMovie (laughs) and just tried to spread the word by posting on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to get people to see the amazing work that y'all created during this terrible time that we're living in. And my mom was so excited, like literally got home an hour early. She was ready with the YouTube link. (laughs) And then there was such great editing. Like there was a whole countdown screen to the premiere, Mm -hmm. which I don't know who ended up doing that design, but I kind of got nervous. It was just YouTube doing amazing things. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, good for YouTube then, because, you know, it felt like this, it felt like a real show in a way of that countdown, you know, and just knowing that my friends and family ended up watching it as well, just feeling really supported and nervous. (laughs) Yeah, that's really interesting that uh, having a countdown on YouTube is sort of uh, able to generate the same excitement as an opening night and a curtain <laughs> arising, you know, or the or the house lights going down. That's really cool. You know, this being the second show that I've directed, all the ones that I've directed and written have been over virtual. They've all been over Zoom or over YouTube or premiered, you know, the radio plays from before. So I've never had like a live opening night situation. Um, so this felt you know, it felt really good, but I'm looking forward to the days when I direct something, I'll really be able to see it live and see the audience's reaction um, rather than get, you know, like texts afterwards or do it over YouTube. But I think for, you know, for the situation and for the circumstances we're all in, it really went really well. And it was really quite exciting to see. And I concur about the countdown. It was really fun. (laughs) This process worked out pretty well and we all enjoyed it and still got to see amazing like new theater during this time. 
I think it makes me feel more confident as to what the future will be able to hold, I suppose, for more theater. Because, I mean, this pandemic isn't just going to go away in the fall. Mm -hmm. And I understand that Zoom theater isn't going to leave for probably quite a bit. So it's just kind of opened my eyes personally. And I think definitely the eyes of second stage in general to what we can do um, to still create um, stories and tell these stories, but do it in a safe way that we still know is going to sort of provoke the same emotion almost as you would in a live theater. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Lane. This brought back a lot of hope, like to see that people are willing to do shows over Zoom and help out their friends when they write pieces and run mm-hmm. all these second stage groups still and show up and have their work ready to perform is really inspiring. And I think even just doing this first second stage playwriting festival, now we have a second one that got even bigger of a turnout of auditioners and plays submitted that I just don't see this going away now. And it's kind of amazing because it's a way for us to get our work out there. It's awesome to have an opportunity to be reading off a script with your friends as well. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree with um, Sam and Lane. The only thing that I'll add is that You know, the theater community and theater people, theater kids, whatever you want to call us, we've always been a resilient group. We've always been an innovative group. um, And we love theater above everything else. And so um, even though this was incredibly challenging and, you know, pushed us to the absolute limit and made us think, you know, beyond the box, like we're so far out of the box, we can't even see it anymore. um, (laughs) I think that we're we're not going to give up that easily. And you know, this project, among all of the projects that the Department of Theater has put out this um, this year, really is just a testament to how um, strong we are as a community and how much passion we have. And like Sam said, our willingness to help each other out and to try new things, even if they seem crazy or weird or uncomfortable or they're over Zoom and we're tired, you know, um, we're, we're going to show up and we're going to put in the work and we're going to make it happen because, you know, we can't live in a world without theater. So the name of this playwriting festival from Second Stage Productions is The Spaces We Share. And if you're interested in watching the performances, you can hop on over to theater.msu.edu forward slash spaces. And there you'll find a synopsis, some more information about all the plays, the playwrights, and a link to a video of the performances. If you are a current MSU student or a prospective student and you want to get more information about becoming involved with Second Stage Productions, Productions. You can check them out and learn about upcoming opportunities on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at uh, the handle at Second Stage MSU. Thank you to the MSU College of Arts and Letters and Department of Theater Chairperson Stephen Benedetto for supporting this project. The opinions expressed on this program do not reflect official entities of Michigan State University. This has been In the Odd, a Michigan State University College of Arts and Letters podcast. You can access every episode of In the Odd at theater.msu.edu forward slash AUD. We'll be back soon with another behind-the-scenes look into what happens at 542 Auditorium Road in East Lansing, Michigan on Until then, wear a mask, wash your hands, stay six feet apart, and go green. Go Go white.